Hello and welcome to the All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Merlot, and each week I'll be joined by a guest to help me deep dive and learn all the things in their expertise. Hello everyone and welcome to or welcome back to the All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Merlot, and I'll actually also be the guest today. This won't be news to you if you've kept up with our episodes so far or know me personally, but one of the main themes I want every episode to have is prevention, whether that be preventing wrinkles, preventing bad business ideas, or just having others tell stories that they wish they knew at an earlier age. And that is exactly what this episode is all about. I received great feedback in last week's episode when I asked you guys if you would be interested in this kind of episode. So I thought, why not do it now? There's no better time than as the summer begins to wrap up. I know a lot of people like myself who are in their final semester of university are almost done and everyone going back to school, it's starting to creep into their minds about if they're moving back to where the university is, what course loads they need to take, and just getting into the frame of mind of going back to school. One of the main drivers for me of wanting to have a podcast is to be able to create a platform that educates and adds value in a really digestible way to everyone listening. So for today's episode, it's going to be all about things I wish I knew before I went into university. This is a combination of my top 10 tips, but also just overall suggestions, whether you're about to enter your first year of university or your last semester. I, at the time of recording this, actually have two weeks left of classes left in my last semester of university, so I feel like I've definitely picked up a few things along the way whether that be from moving across the province to go to my school, handling school during our global pandemic, and just about everything in between. So regardless of where you're at in your school or academic journey, I think you'll be able to take away some valuable tips from this, or at least be able to share it with someone you know who is either about to go back to school, has some anxiety around school in general, or just looking for some genuine advice. So without any further ado, here is All The Things with your host, Sophia Merlo. Hi guys, and welcome to the first solo episode of All The Things. I have to say, I do miss having a guest with me, but I also feel like I'm just having like a happy hour with my friends right now, even though I'm looking at the recording and just speaking into my mic. I'm talking directly to you, you with the headphones in, you listening to this in the car, like, hello, we are friends. I'm talking to you. Okay, now that we have that established, I'm going to get into my first tip. So my first piece of advice or thing I wish I knew before going into university was that it's okay to change from who you were from high school. And what I mean by that is if you were a great person, you cared about others, you looked after yourself in high school, I'm not saying to do a total 180 and say just because you're in university or college that you're going to act like an asshole. No, what I'm saying is that it's okay to change your opinions on things. It's totally okay to dress a different way, change up your style. And on the topics of looks and whatnot, it's totally normal to be a different weight than when you were in high school. Like, really think about it for a sec. You've likely moved to an entirely new city. You're not living with your parents anymore, most likely. You're living with people that you've never met before or don't know that well. 
You're being introduced to new concepts, new people, new surroundings all the time, and just overall, your lifestyle is different. You need to grow as a human being, and if you were the exact same person regardless of the circumstances that you were a year ago, you're doing yourself a disservice, I believe. I think university can be a great time to dive deep and really evaluate what your values are, your authentic code, explore what you want out of yourself, and what it means to be the best version of yourself. So for example, one of the ways I noticed I changed a lot from high school to university while still being true to myself was my relationship with food, exercise, and my body. I know in high school, I was a bit obsessive with exercise without even realizing it, But in university, I was able to really just reflect on why exercise was so important to me. And for me, it's for not only my physical health, but my mental well-being as well. I feel like I can just clear my head and just feel good overall about what's going on in my life when I get my workout in. And university helped me realize that as one of my true values because life is so busy and you have to make such a big commitment to being consistent with the gym or just getting movement in. And that was one thing I never failed to do, but it wasn't because I was punishing my body or because I felt I needed to work out. It was because I understood that that was what made me feel my best self. Now for my second tip, and this is something that I wish I knew more before, and that was to focus on having fun, which might seem counterintuitive when you're going to university because I think a lot of people, one of the first things they think of is having a huge party and just raging all the time. But for me, I am a stress case. I'm not even afraid to say it. I am a stress case. I get stressed out about grades, about performing well. And university challenged me because I had to find the balance of living up to my own expectations but not feeling like I was missing out on, quote, the university experience. I'm a big fan of Gabby Bernstein, and if you're familiar with her work at all, she talks about how important having fun is in raising your vibration. And truly, I just wish I understood that earlier on. So for example, say you have an assignment due Monday, and you and your girlfriends are wanting to get together on the Friday. My advice to you is to manage your time so that you feel good about your assignment and you get it done on the Monday, but that you say yes and you have that girls' night. University is, of course, about learning, but it's also about establishing and building relationships. And I encourage you to say yes to opportunities that bring you joy, that are fun, that help you build those meaningful relationships in a safe environment. That also leads me into my tip number three, learn how to network. And this isn't just with those people that come into your class and give a guest lecture. However, if you feel like you made a genuine connection with them, you got a lot of value out of what they had to say and feel like you can add value to them as well, definitely go up, introduce yourselves, thank them for their presentation. But I don't want you to overlook the people that you see on a daily basis, such as your professors, your peers, even the person that's always at the cafe the same time as you, whatever it may be. You never know what can come from just introducing yourself. That alone, I know, can seem overwhelming. So here are some ways you can break it down. With your profs, I always recommend going to their office hours. Whether you have a question or you just want to help establish the rapport with your professor, That can help you so much, whether that be in recommendation or reference letters in the future, or when you're studying for a big exam and you need some extra one-on-one time going over a problem, if that prof understands who you are, that you are a good student and recognizes your face, 
they're going to be happy to spend a few extra minutes going over whatever, whether it be an accounting, uh, engineering problem in their office with you to make sure that you feel confident going into that exam. With your peers, especially coming from a business school, talk to people. There's so many innovative ideas out there and you want to be that person who lifts others up and who also has a support network around them. If you're going into your third or fourth year, even second, but I think it really establishes in later years of university, I so encourage you to get to know the people in your program. I guarantee you will form another lifelong friendship with someone that you never knew existed before. Or honestly, depending on what you're going to school for and what your interests are, find a potential business partner. I'm serious. There's been so many that have come out of my program of people not really knowing each other in school, but knowing of each other and always having that acquaintance connection, whether it be in their last semester of school when they're forming a venture or a couple years later, they reach out to each other and it turns out that they're great business partners. My next piece of advice actually ties really well into number three and number two as well. But number four is lean on your support network. I'm going to preface this by saying I understand how lucky I am and my privilege that I have a great support network. I have two parents that are together that love me unconditionally that I'm very close with. I have a brother who I'm close with, great friends, a wonderful boyfriend, a wonderful boyfriend's family. I'm very lucky. But I think that you need to establish who your support system is, whether that's a school counselor. I know some schools offer different therapy and counseling things that is covered by the school. I suggest checking that out, whether it's someone in your program, a professor, someone that you can trust and confide in, because no matter how great your university experience is, there's going to be some times where you feel like crying in the library. If this was a visual show, I would insert clip here of me crying in the library. It happens to everyone and you're going to need those people to lift you back up, help you understand that this too shall pass in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't really matter what you get on this grade or how much money is in your bank account. There will be people to help you get over this and people who have gone through the exact same thing that can be there to help. And if you can't think of anyone off the top of your head, I'm here. So if you're going through school, you're super stressed out, and you feel like there's no one you can talk to, send me a DM, send me an email, and I can guarantee that I have been through something similar, or I know someone who has been through the exact same thing, and we're here to talk. I want to leave this tip with a story that is funny now, but wasn't funny at all at the time. So I believe this was second year and I went in to pay my university tuition. And of course, I'm sure every university, it's never going to be cheap. So anyways, I went in, paid my tuition. I had to call the bank before to say that X amount of dollars would be leaving. And yes, that was me. I'm paying my tuition. So they were very helpful. They upped my daily spending to a few hundred dollars past whatever my tuition was so that in case something happened during the day or I needed to go and get groceries, which I in fact did, I still had money left over so that I could fulfill those needs. Now, Going forward a few hours later, I thought I was all fine. I got to the grocery store and my card kept getting declined. Although she had increased my balance for whatever reason, my card wasn't letting me spend more because I paid my tuition. So there I was having a meltdown in 
the save on whatever it was grocery store thinking that someone had hacked into my account, that the person I was talking with on the phone lied to me, that I had no money in my account when I in fact did, and that I would have no groceries for the rest of the week. But because of my support system, I was able to contact my mom. She helped sort through things. My dad helped me out. He helped calm me down. My boyfriend was able to meet me at the grocery store, paid for the time being so that I could get my groceries until I had access to my bank account to pay him back. So now it all seems like a blur. It seems like not a big deal. But in the moment, I can assure you, I felt like I was like falling apart. Now on to tip number five, make sure you include self-care in your time management. I can almost guarantee that if you've asked someone for advice or something that they should understand when going to university, that time management will come up. And I agree 100%, time management in university is so important. But with that said, I don't care how well you block out your schedule, how great your study routine is, if you don't include self-care into your time management, you will crash and burn eventually. Self-care looks totally different from person to person, but here are a few ways that I made sure I incorporated it even when school got super busy. One way I suggest you doing this is finding out what your non-negotiables are. So for me, one of them was being able to go to the gym. And I just work out better in the morning. I feel like my whole day goes better when I can do that first thing. So when I could, I would structure my schedule that I didn't have classes starting before 9 a.m. or 9.30 so that I could be on campus for 6 a.m., go do my workout, shower on campus, and then start my day of classes afterwards. Another way that I was able to add in self-care to my routine, especially when budgets are super tight as a student, was to find what micro things bring me joy. So for me, close to campus was this really great smoothie and health food place that I loved but was super expensive. So once, maybe twice a month, I would go down there and treat myself to whether it be one of their homemade energy balls, a celery juice, something that... I just felt good about putting in my body, but knew I couldn't do every day. Mind you, I also worked during university, so I felt like I could do these things, or maybe sometimes it was getting my nails done, just having that little bit of income coming in so that I could do things that are either still relatively cheap or quick, but have that kind of reward system and sense of you deserve this, you've earned this treat. Every now and again, usually it would be on a Friday after class or Saturday morning when I didn't have to prepare for a big exam. And that just helped give me the push of, okay, you're doing great, sweetie. And you can keep going until the next step. I also just want to add, this can be something as small as saying no to going out. If you're exhausted on a Thursday or a Friday after a week of hard classes and your friends are pressuring you to go, but you know for your own mental health, you need to stay in and watch a movie or recap on The Bachelorette, say no and do exactly what you're needing and don't feel guilty about it. Now, tip number six, we're over halfway there, guys. This goes well beyond university, but I feel like it's really important to emphasize during this time as well, is to not compare yourself to others. Instead, let yourself be inspired by others. 
Hearing this, of course, I can understand if you're like, that's bullshit, that's easier said than done. And yes, that can be easier said than done. In the moment, it can be really hard not to compare yourself to your peers or people around campus or just those in your social circle. But here is how you go from comparing yourself to feeling inspired. Let's use the example of a test. So say you studied hard for a test or you felt like you studied hard for a test and then you look around the room I don't know what's her name, Sally. Sally gets a 95 and you're like, how the fuck did Sally get a 95 when I was going and studying every single day, spending hours in the library, blah, 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 blah. What you're going to do instead of comparing yourself to Sally is you're going to become friends with Sally. You're going to learn how she studies. Maybe it's just her brain and she just gets the stuff better than you do. And that's going to be the case sometimes and you're just going to have to accept it and understand you just have to do your best. Or maybe... Sally has a great system of studying where she writes out her flashcards, she remembers things easier that way, and then she can go on and make more detailed notes. I'm just making this up, whatever it may be, but then you can adopt whatever method is working for Sally and see if it works for you. So then next time you go to write the test, you're studying smarter, not harder, because of Sally's methods, and you get a 95 too. This leads me right into my next tip number seven, and that is learn how you study best and build methods and strategies to complement that. University in itself isn't all about what you learn, it's about learning how to learn. And the earlier you figure this out, the better off you will do. For me personally, I have a really hard time absorbing information when I'm reading it off of my laptop. But textbooks are way cheaper if you get the e-version, so I always got the e-version. Therefore, I was constantly reading text off of my fucking laptop. But then what made a huge difference was realizing that a lot of online textbooks have the option where you can have someone read it to you and it becomes like an audiobook. And I tell you, that made so much difference. One of the reasons why I love other podcasts and why I wanted a podcast myself was because I learned so much through hearing things through audio and that helped me just really engage with the information I was supposed to learn, but also retain it as I went through and wrote notes. I wasn't just automatically reading and writing and having one thing go in one ear and out the other. I was actually absorbing and understanding what I was then going to be tested on. So what I want you to take away is that just because your friends study and learn one way doesn't mean that you should adopt that method if it doesn't work for you. Try out different ways, whether it's flashcards, whether it's making up tests, whether that's trying to explain whatever topic you're learning to someone else. But once you find something that clicks, stick with that. Tip number eight goes right along with studying, but also highly comes from personal experience and that is to study what interests you, but also something you need to be pushed to learn about. So let me break that down a little bit. How I found what program I wanted to go into came from a process of me talking with my parents and narrowing down what interested me. So I was really torn between something in business or something in the health and wellness world. But for me, I've been passionate about health and wellness since I came out of the womb almost, (laughs) But so I always knew I would learn about that industry forever, regardless what I did in school, I would take the time of my personal day 
and learn and keep educating myself. However, I knew I wouldn't do the same with accounting. I would not sit down and teach myself QuickBooks unless I needed to absolutely learn how to do that. But with that said, I've always been really interested in the world of business, having my own business someday. I still really do enjoy working with numbers. I loved math in high school. So that was kind of the turning point of, I need university to teach me these skills that, yes, I still am interested in, but if I didn't have this opportunity, I honestly don't know, at least at this point in my life, if I would take it upon myself to learn these skills. I'm sure eventually, but I'm so grateful that I had the ability and opportunity to go to university, to have a Bachelor of Commerce, to learn these skills that, yes, I am interested in, but I definitely needed a push and guidance to understand. On the total flip side of that, my tip number nine is to not go if you're not ready. A lot of people feel pressure to go right away. And again, that's amazing that you have parents or people that can support you physically, mentally, financially through school. But if you're not prepared to go, I really think you'll be wasting your time and money. I am for education. I am for learning, of course. But if you're fresh out of high school and you're deciding between what to do and you have absolutely no clue what interests you, you have no motivation to learn about some random sociology or psychology course right away, take the time, take a year, either work as things open up, maybe we can travel soon enough and just get to know yourself more before taking that next step. Or if you're somewhere in between, I think different trade schools or different online courses can be a great way to help explore your interests and start building some more skills without fully committing to moving to an entirely new city, a more expensive tuition rate, and a four-year commitment. You never know, you might absolutely fall in love whatever you're doing in a trade or an online course, and that be the deciding factor for the rest of your very successful career. Or you might enter something you think you're interested in, turns out you don't like it that much, but at least you saved yourself time and money before going full on into a university course. My dad always says this to me, but it's so true. He'll pick up his phone and point to it and say, you have a university in this. Honestly, anything you want to learn about right now is honestly in the palm of our hands. So use resources that are available to you to continue learning. And this goes whether you're in university or not. I know I found a ton of great courses on Skillshare and LinkedIn Learning that have helped me with my university classes, some for different taxation courses and accounting courses, or even just teaching myself other skills that I want to learn to help develop my career like Photoshop and graphic design on these online resources. And it doesn't take away from university, but just understanding what sort of learning and what system works best for you. Now, tip number 10, my last tip of this episode, but not of the podcast in itself in this topic. If you guys want more episodes on university or anything about university life, please let me know and I can do more. But my last tip is to call your parents and call your friends at home. I know this sounds kind of silly, but it's honestly so true that university can be a really stressful time 
but just taking a couple minutes and calling your mom, calling your dad, calling your best friend, what's up, Stacia, to just vent and learn about what's going on in their lives, staying connected if you're in a different city. You feel so much better afterwards. I know for me too, when I'm on the phone with someone I love, I just feel like I've automatically created a safe place, whether I'm like sitting in my car or in my bedroom at university, dorm room, whatever it may be, I feel safe being on the phone with them. And I can almost guarantee that no matter how shitty of a mood you were in before you called, you'll be in a better one after. Or if you are in a really great mood and you're sharing good news between the two of you, you'll leave still in a really elevated mood and it will just continue on throughout your day. You'll never regret calling someone you love. So I want to flip the mic over to you guys. I want to know what's something you wish you knew before going into university or what's a tip that saved your ass during university. Please comment it in my latest Instagram photo that is at all the things the pod on Instagram. I'd love to know and I think we can get a really great community and discussion around this. I know just with people starting to go back to school, there's a lot up in the air if schools will be in person fully or if it will be a hybrid and that can create some anxiety too around going back to being in person and big lecture halls again or a lot of excitement too about seeing some of your friends in person and being back in a big city maybe or living with your best friends again. I know there's a lot of mixed emotions so I think the more we can have this conversation be an open one the better. Let me know too what you guys think of a solo pod. I can definitely sprinkle more of these in to our weekly rotation if this is something you enjoy. And always feel free to message me and DM me on Instagram. Let me know some topics if you have any questions for me that you'd like to be featured. Maybe as we grow our community more, we can do a Q&A episode so you guys can get to know me a bit more or my opinions on different things or further advice. I love to communicate with you guys. And again, as always, as I say in every episode, thank you so much for listening until the end. It really means the world to me. I enjoy doing this podcast. I would do it if only my parents were listening or if I had no one listening. So the fact that I actually do have people that I haven't met before and I feel connected to enjoying this content, it just fulfills me so much. If you've missed it, I said earlier, our Instagram is at all the things the pod. You can email us at all the things the blog at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps grow our community, and I really appreciate the feedback, you guys. And with all of that said, thank you once again for tuning in to all the things, and I'll talk to you soon.